look at me, guys. Good morning, good morning with a whole new setup. I'm just checking my sound because I'm in Cancun, Mexico. It sounds good. And thank you, Marie-Pierre. You know, without my tech pro, this would be impossible. Melanie Miller, welcome back from Portugal officially. I'm now in Cancun for two weeks. When I come to come back, you won't recognize me. I keep saying to my husband, I have to stay in the shade. Otherwise, I'm going to be so dark. <laughs> okay, so today we're going to be covering the podcast, um, uh, the why, start with the why of Simon Sinek. And I absolutely loved um, what I read last night when it came to this chapter, and I'll share with you why. Personally, I've gone through so many changes with my Tupperware business over the 40 years. And I looked, at, I looked back, Melanie Marie-Pierre, to everyone that's no longer here. And I, I, I said to myself, what happened to them? Well, the answer is in today's segment. The answer is in today's segment. And of course, I'm not going to talk about 40 years ago, but I will talk to you about what happened with COVID and why we are where we are and why others are way behind even more than when COVID began. And the explanation is so clear here today, okay? So the biggest challenge is success. Once you start being successful, we covered it, right? The why goes fuzzy because now you're making lots of money, you're buying lots of things, you're buying that new home, you're buying that new furniture. And as this happens, we may lose our why. And I've been through that, Melanie. When we began, Mohammed and I, you know, we were 30 years old. We had hit our first million dollars net revenue. So now it all became about calculating the money. But when we do that, the business started going downward because it's not about the people anymore. It becomes about the cash. But fortunately, we're always in a personal development program. Being in a personal development program, it allows us to say, well, wait a second, what happened to this? What happened to when we were meeting people one-on-one? -on -one? What happened when we were taking time to be uh, empathic? What's that English word? Uh, empathic? Anyways, there's a word. My friends will help me out soon. What's that word? Empathic, okay, whatever, okay. Um, you lose that because you're walking so fast. You're walking so fast that you don't have time to look at what's actually happening with your people. So let me stick to my notes and we'll, we'll get the grasp of it. Walmart started with the intention of helping and serving other people, okay? So along the way, they lost their why. Now you have to, have to know this. Walmart for me was a big interest many, many years ago. And what Walmart actually did was it allowed children from the poor sectors to go to school with boots with the brand name Sorel on them, as the children from the rich sector to have Sorel boots. Sorel boots are very expensive boots that if you buy them at the Browns here in Canada, they will cost a fortune. So what actually Walmart was doing, see the why of Walt was very clear. 
he was allowing children from the lower income homes to wear the same boots as the children from the upper income homes when they went to school. Just that the price was $75 versus $35. Now, the only way you knew that they weren't exactly the same, made the same way, is when you took them in your hands, Melanie, one were heavier than the other. So that was the real Mr. Walt, what he wanted to bring was, was that the poor, in other words, didn't show because he provided a way for them to um, get dressed, to, to equip their homes at a lesser cost. But as the Y diluted, the everybody stopped caring and they stopped caring for the employees. And Walmart is one of those companies that has huge lawsuits all over. I know in Quebec and one of the, um, in one of the towns, they had to close down. That's how unaccepted they were. So just like, like goals and achievements, achievement is something you reach that is tangible, measurable, clearly defined versus success is a state of being or a feeling. So I can have the big house, I can have the car, I can have the beautiful clothes, but I can still not feel successful. And this is why it's so important that we stay within the golden circle. The why must always be there. Um, now, what happened to us? Okay, when did this split start happening? Well, at the beginning, ideas are fueled with passion. So let's, let's stick to what's relevant right now in my company. So 2020 happened, okay? Uh, our passion in March 2020, our passion in April 2020, that passion drove us, the whole entire team. So passion drives people to make sacrifices. We made so many sacrifices. We were on Zoom seven days a week. We started Zooms at 6 a.m., sometimes at midnight where we're still calling a Zoom together, okay? So this passion drove us to sacrifice because the why was bigger than ourselves, right? And, and we didn't have the knowledge. So remember, knowledge isn't everything. Bill Gates never finished university. Mark Zuckerberg never finished university. Passion is, is stronger than universities. Passion is stronger than knowledge. We have to understand this, okay? Uh, some people in that period of when the company is fueled by passion will even quit their jobs. Like, you know, Sylvain Lalonde quit his comfortable teaching job to become full-time in Tupperware. This was a while ago. But with COVID, we saw a lot of our people as we grew our numbers and our passion was there, they They've given up their jobs, like Melanie Fontaine Lama, we call her. You know, she was so fueled, she quit her job. And this year, she'll have her first $250,000 a year. Like, she's just blown away. So we, we will even quit perfectly good jobs with good salary and good benefits. Some, some work, you know, we will choose to work long, long hours. We will even choose to sometimes get our relationships a little bit, you know, my husband with COVID, sometimes he said, don't you think it's enough, Maria? Because my passion is intoxicating, you know? Those that work with me, like I'm so like, ah, okay? I mean, it, it's serious. 
And this is why also passion and vision without structure is not good either. So you need a measurement of both. So what happened with the diamonds? And I'm going to close off with this. What happened with the diamonds? With COVID, the passion was there. The energy was there. But what we did as a company, we worked very hard in putting together duplicable systems. Okay. We worked very hard in putting together a structure that was sustainable because seven days a week was not sustainable. Okay. And we worked very hard on optimizing. And we worked very hard on automizing. So when passion, the why in 2020 for a lot of them, the passion of COVID, this new way of working was doing this, didn't work the structures the automization, they didn't work uh, the duplicable systems. We continued doing this while everybody else started doing this. So you really need both, okay? So this is the greatest challenge for growth. How do you sustain growth with never diluting the why? I believe better explained here to go forward is going to be my friends, Melanie Miller and Marie-Pierre Tetro. So take it away, Melanie. Okay, thank you, Maria. And uh, interesting, Maria mentioned uh, Walmart because we talked about Walmart yesterday. And um, yes, Walmart is a company that lost its way. It started focusing on the what, like selling lots of product at cheap price and lost sight of the why, which was taking it out to everybody, giving them the opportunity for the best prices they could. There was another company that started around the same time as Walmart, a company we know really well in Quebec called Costco. And Costco was set up by a man called Sol Price. And he actually started with a, um, a group of uh, shops that were called Fred Mart. And Sam Walton talks about the fact that he stole a lot of his ideas from Sol Price and Fred Mart, where he too was trying to get out into the community. Now, the difference between the two companies is that when Sam Walton passed away, there was nobody to pick up his passion. There was nobody to take it forward. They got so concentrated on the structure, the what, the what, that they lost sight of the why. Not so with Costco. The new CEO, Jim Senegal, was very focused on the why. He took it a step further than Sol Price. He made everybody in the company associates. He made everybody feel as part owners of the business. He made a point of, of uh, celebrating the people, getting out there to the people. And um, he actually put more passion into it than the originator and the business has subsequently grown. Now, Jim Sinegal, he valued the people. He made a point of seeing and celebrating them. Uh, he took a big cut in his salary to make him closer to the people. And he earns about 30% of what most CEOs earn for the company size that he uh, manages. Now, Costco have continued to thrive. He actually retired in 2018, but he is still very much involved in the company. 
what will be interesting to see is what will his successor do? Uh, because quite often it's the, the uh, relinquishing of one person that will make the difference, but uh, uh, definitely a company in success. Now, Microsoft, we all know the name Microsoft. It's another big example of a company that lost its why. Bill Gates was passionate. Bill Gates, he set the world alight. He was clear that he wanted every home in the world to have access to the same information as everybody else. He was clear in his why. And um, he had everybody working hours like you wouldn't believe. But then he left. And when he left, what happened was people started focusing on the what. The what was the software. The why was getting that software out to people all over the world. Because they lost sight of the why, the what took over, and Microsoft now is in danger, unless they pull their socks up pretty quickly, of become an, com, becoming another has-been, of becoming another company whose why is so fuzzy now that they are not expanding in the way that we know Apple is, who always keep sight of their why. And what about that company AOL? Remember them? In the 90s, you used to, every time you turned your computer on, so Marie-Pierre tells me, because I grew up in England and we didn't see AOL, but every, every time you uh, turned on your computer, there was AOL in your face, just like Google is now. Who has an AOL.com email address now? Nobody because they lost sight of the why. Their why was they wanted to provide a service. They had a magnificent idea of changing um, access to the internet from per hour to per month. The whole internet exploded. They were it, AOL was it but they lost their why. It became fuzzy. They started focusing on the what, what it is that we're providing, not why we're providing it. So all of those people have, have gone into decline because of their fuzzy why. Now, the other thing that is really important is that how we measure our success can determine whether we're measuring our why or measuring our what. Now, most people measure their what's, like the output, how many things did we produce? How many sales did we have? And it, to be honest, Tupperware is in that stage at the moment. They're measuring their what. What we have to do is guide Tupperware to get back to measuring their why. And how can we measure the why? Well, Christine Horbridge, she was a young lady who, was, who got a job with um, a company to help pay her bills as a student. And she thought she was going to be working for an antiques company, but she ended up working for a collections company who were getting in um, debts. 
And um, the, in this collections company, there was a huge room. And in this room, everybody could hear everybody else. And what she was overwhelmed with was how aggressive this room was, how nastily people spoke to the clients. They were, they were like basically getting, doing everything they could to get information out of them. There was no privacy. It was an unpleasant environment. But what she found really bizarre was that the people who actually did the work, when they weren't doing their work, they were like lovely people. They supported the community, but they turned into these monsters when they were on the telephone. And why? Because they were measuring the what. How many how much money can you collect in a day? Their bonuses were paid on how much money they collected. So she says there has to be a better solution than this. So in 1993, she set up her own business called Bridgeport Financial. And she decided that what she wanted was people who would take time to get to know the, the debtor get time to know what their real situation was, what their story was. Would they be willing to go into a plan? Would they, do they have the money? Is there a way that they could raise the money to build a rapport? Yes, build a relationship with the people at the other end. And guess how she measured hers? She didn't measure it based on the what. She measured it on the why. She measured it on the number of thank you cards that her employees sent out to the clients to say, thank you for sharing my sto your story with me. Now we can move forward and work on the plan with you. So her why was what was measured. And I believe that that, uh, you know, I said, I believe that that is why her business actually ended up earning more than 300% of the general collections agencies in, in collections because she treated people with dignity, with kindness, and um, was able to get the better results. So um, I think that Marie-Pierre probably... Um, I, I'm in a position to pass over to you because I know that you have some uh, indicators for us as to how we can actually put those things into action. Yes, so thank you, Melanie. And just before I start, I want to make sure that everyone shared the podcast this morning. So if you haven't shared, that's the time to do it. If you are on Podbean, it gives you heart. So at the end of the month, you have more chance in the draw for the conditioning program. And if you are on Facebook, always add a comment before your share so people will know why they should listen to the podcast. It, and it's really with your help every morning when you uh, share the podcast that we can grow our community that always level up and it helps us to... Uh, achieve that vision of building a thousand millionaires so if you haven't shared please share to make sure that we can still grow so yes the what and the why so yes the what the money is a perfectly legitimate measure of goods sold or service rendered but it's no calculation of the value so just because somebody makes a lot of money does not mean that it necessarily provides a lot of value and likewise just because Somebody makes a little money does not necessarily mean it provides only a little value. So simply by measuring the number of goods sold or the money brought 
in is no indication of value. So value is a feeling, not a calculation. It's a perception. So this is the reason company makes such a big deal about investing in their brand, but a strong brand, like all other intangible factors that contribute to the perception perception of value start with a clear sense of why. So that perception of value is created by combining four smaller, more specific subsets of value. So the four subsets of value are number one, functional value. So the product must solve a particular problem. Yes. Number two, the financial value. So the price point appears reasonable when compared with the competition's price. Number three, is the social value. So status is reinforced or the product creates a networking opportunity. And number four is the psychological value. So the product reinforces the user's feeling about themselves and creates an emotional value such as happiness or pleasure. So that's the one psychological value that is created with the why. So if those outside your megaphone when you share your why and if you are able to clearly communicate that, that belief in everything you say and do then trust emerge and value is now perceived so when that happens loyal buyers will always rationalize the premium they pay or the inconvenience they suffer to get that feeling to them the sacrifice of time or money is worth it they will try to explain that their feeling of value comes from the quality of feature or some other easy point uh, to point to element, but it doesn't. Those are external factors and the feeling they get comes completely from inside them. So when people can point to a comp company and clearly articulate what the company believes and use words unrelated to price, quality, service and feature, that is now proof that the company has successfully navigated the split. So yes, they can still grow, the money can, can still grow, but the why grow uh, uh, along the uh, money. So when people describe the value, they perceive with visceral, excited word like love, that is a sure sign that a clear sense of why exists. So company that link non-financial measure and value creation stand a better chance on improving their result. So there's four points, four steps in that sequence to make sure that yes, you choose the right metric that will allow you to understand, track and manage the cause and effect relationship that determines your company performance and value. So number one is define your governing uh, objective. So a clear objective, it's essential to business success because it guides the allocation of capital and creating economic value is a logical governing objective for companies that operate in a free market system and companies that may choose a different objective such as maximizing uh, longe longevity of the firm. Number two is develop a theory of cause and effect to assess presumed drivers to of the objective. So. The three commonly cited financial drivers are value, of value creation, are sales, cost, and investment. But more specific financial drivers vary among the company and can include earning growth, cash flow, and return on investment. So yes, naturally, financial metrics can cap can't capture all value creating activity. You also need to assess the non-financial measure such as 
customer loyalty, customer satisfaction, and product quality and determine if they can be directly linked to the financial measure that ultimately deliver value. Number three, identify the specific activity that employee can do to help achieve the governing objective. So the goal is to make the link between your objective and the measure that employee can control through the application of skill. The relationship between these activity and the objective must also be persistent and predictive. And number four, it's evaluate your statistic. So finally, you must regularly reevaluate the measure you are using to link employee activity with the governing objective. So yes, using all those uh, um, points to, uh, to help to make sure that you will be able to compete with all those companies around because yes, there's competition everywhere, but uh, identify, uh, identifying and exploiting them uh, before um, will save you an uh, advantage before the rivals arrive. So and that will really help uh, to have uh, those uh, uh, more specific points to really understand what is the split between the what and the why and how you can make sure that, yes, you can uh, still have uh, your why first and not the what. Oh, my God, I love it this morning. Am I the only one that's going, oh, ho? Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. And, and it's keeping that perspective that is so important. More money, more results, more efficiency. Like we don't want to price ourselves out of the market. You know, all of this is always sustained if we always begin with the why. Okay, for you on the podcast, you know, when we say that the podcast mission is to give a, a is to build a community or give you a, a community yeah more like give you a community where we can level up together because a lot of us are stuck in um in, in an environment that just doesn't level up so what do you do well you know the podcast was raised for that because we have our own tupperware community but how do you stretch it out everywhere else and of course we measure it they marry by by number of people following by number of people being added to the facebook group the millionaire of the diamonds all those measurements are there but remember this is one thing i want to share with you today sometimes i've been in a position where numbers didn't add up okay so here you're working and the growth is not there and uh probably we're, we're spending a lot more money on um on publicity like you know trade shows and whatnot but remember from one mountain peak to the next higher mountain peak there will always be a valley and this is where people lose themselves. So I say to my new entrepreneurs, you will fail. You will fail. Because between one mountain peak and the next, there's a valley. And this is where Melanie Miller companies lose their why. And this is where it matters more than ever to stay strong and true to your why and understand it's just a moment where you improve your structures, where you improve your optimization, where you improve, but never manipulating, never going after uh, gimmicks and, and 
and converting your why, which is for us to help families save time, money, uh, eat healthier and being a solution to the pollution, we're never going to start converting that to just uh, discounting our products so we can increase sale and hopefully get out of that valley. Because if you do that, you're never going to reach your next mountain peak. Because once you get your customers used to discounted products, we lose our why. You see, we don't buy an Apple computer because it's worth $3,000. We buy an Apple computer because of what it represents, right? This is why we do it. Anyways, I love Apple.